for the next bit of the show, we've got quite an interesting, uh, an interesting conversation up ahead. Um, I've got the guys from the uh, Boys Coffee Club in studio with us tonight. Um, and we're going to be talking about these new black people that are busy with coffee <laughs> here. <laughs> so in the studio, um, I've got Mshangabezi and I've got Spoo. Welcome, guys. Nice to have you here. Thank you for having Thank us. You. We've also got the co-founder of Boys Coffee Club. Um, Shannon Nombe on the line with us. Hey, Shannon, are you there? Hi, yes, I am. Hi, Shannon. It's lovely to have you here with us. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much for being here. So, I mean, I'm going to just dive straight into it. The Boys Coffee Club. Mshangabezi, sorry, I'm going to get this name right. I really want to know, what's the story behind this name? What is the Boys Coffee Club? The Boys Coffee Club, well, pretty much being Abafana, um direct translation being boys um we've got we've got three boys myself and shannon um joshua daniel and jonathan and we thought of calling it a club um because that's the type of atmosphere people should feel feel at home feel at ease and the easier flow was boys coffee club shannon runs a girls cake club um so it's kind of a club thing type going around hmm Shannon, why do I feel that there's like a bit of a sexist under vibe to these names of these businesses? What's that oh, about? No. <laughs> no, definitely not. I I was definitely behind it. I love the name. So that's definitely, it's, it's nothing sexist. Ah, okay. Okay, I just it's wanted just to walking, check. No, no, it's just working <laughs> hand in hand with my baking as well. Uh, understood. Okay, cool. So let's, I mean, let's get straight into it. So we've got this boys coffee club. What sparked your interest um, in, in coffee? I mean, the whole stereotype is obviously black people only do re coffee, frisco with cremora. So, so what got you guys to, to start thinking about doing coffee? Uh, I would reckon it was the first cup. Eh? Um, tasting the flavors and the, and the profiles of the coffee that that I had had it was at church one one morning, and it was brewed. Wow, it was magical! And until you get that moment, um, it's that's what sparked it. And we grew the love for coffee, so we started to explore a little bit more in terms of hang on, where are these flavors coming from? Wow, what is this in the industry that is looks sort of like an artisan type thing to it? And we wanted to grasp that. And from there, it's just been crazy. More knowledge, gaining more experience. And also, I think in terms of Boys Coffee Club and going wise, it's to break down those stigmas that people only drink Greek coffee with Cremora and 10 sugars. Um, I mean, like, hello, we've got taste buds. Everyone's got the same type of taste buds. So it's just like everyone enjoys a good wine, mm. it's kind of around about the same type thinking so i want to bring you into the conversation i mean i'm i'm interested to hear um i'm interested to hear how how does the boys coffee club operate so what do you guys actually do on a daily basis how do you guys put yourselves out there um recently we just started um entering commuting areas um commuting areas um it's uh, we operate from Joburg. we go to um taxi ranks in Joburg. there's mtn and yeah, we're operating, that's a daily routine that's we're doing. And right now we're trying to enter um, wholesale. We're trying to go into wholesale. We're doing it the back, um, like back in the day where you used to take your CV, go door to door and just hand. This is a sample. Yeah. Okay, so tell me at the moment, how, how are you guys actually doing your sales? So how do we actually get 
boys get to boys coffee club because i saw that you guys have a bit of a mobile thing going on yes. okay so, shan do you want to answer that or Shani? <laughs> mm. hi yes okay so i head up mobile most of the time um i've been doing it for about a year and four months so essentially we go out different venues we do sporting events we do corporate functions we do markets We've just started doing more Cassie events in Soweto. And that's where you find us. You follow us on Facebook and you'll see where we are this coming weekend. Or we do some yoga events in the morning, which are awesome. So, yeah, that's how you find us. Okay. Tell me, Shannon, though, I mean, I'm quite interested in the, in the beginning of, of the story. So you guys have been up and running now for almost two years, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, from, from some of the stuff that I, that I read up about you guys, you guys gave up quite a bit in, in Joburg, had to pack up your bags and, and move down this side. Shannon, I, I really want to hear specifically from you what that was like. You guys have, have got children um, and all of you, well, had to leave something behind and move down this side. What was that What was that like for you, Shannon? Okay, that was very tough. It was a lot tougher than we thought. Initially, we... Obviously, the business started getting busy and I do events where even right now, as I'm speaking to you, I'm busy getting a coffee machine because I have double <laughs> events tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm actually just parked on the side of the road. And so what we do, it, well, what happened was it got to a point where I'd get back 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and I'd do the next morning a Pretoria yoga that's like 3.30, leaving in the morning to go set up. So we wouldn't see the, I wouldn't see the kids much. And obviously, if I had a double event, um, Sangha wouldn't see much either. And so Tabiso who works on the side with us, is always working with me at all the events. So it became, it got to a point where we realized that we're not able to be there for the boys the way they need us to be there. And because we were up in Joburg, we had no family. Mm. So it's just us and the three boys. And so we initially moved our two boys down to Cape Town about two months ago. And then our two older boys. And then, uh, so in that time, Sangha decided to resign and push our business full time. So I moved them down to Cape Town on my own because he was working out his resignation period at the time. So then I came down to Cape Town, moved the boys Spent a week with them and I went back to Joburg because I needed to work. So got back to Joburg, spent four weeks um, in Joburg. Then Sangha and I drove down to the boys. So that was two weeks ago. And then we realized (laughs) that it's too tough. The boys weren't coping. And so they ended up staying, Sangha ended up staying in Cape Town. So now him and I are staying apart at the moment. Oh, Betuna, he loves <laughs> This kind of love is so difficult. Ish, Shannon, yeah. this kind of love. <laughs> 
Listen, I, I just, you know, in the meantime, I'm really keen to hear from our listeners. So if you've heard of the Boys Coffee Club, if you've got questions for the Boys Coffee Club, you're welcome to tweet us um, or you can send us SMSs on 31567 or 31702. Um, so I want to bring into the conversation, I mean, I'm, I'm quite interested to hear about some of the the challenges that you guys have faced. I mean, moving into the, the coffee space um, as, you know, a fully black-owned company into a space that is predominantly white. What are some of the challenges that you face? And I mean, it's it's still quite a young a young business um, venture that you guys are in. So, how's that been for you? Okay. Um, firstly, I was in Joburg. Um, I think about when Shan was driving back to Joburg after dropping the kids off. Um, I drove back with her, and we challenged. We had challenges in Joburg because we brought in, in something new to the black market. Because right now we're trying to close that gap. So um, we got to Joburg. We're trying to approach um, the taxi ranks. We're trying to approach the taxi ranks. And, you know, it's been rejections. You know how we are as people. We, we get, like, what's happening? What are you introducing? Like, we already have coffees. We're like, no, guys, we're coming in with a new thing. What's that? We want to smell it. At a point, Mklang and I went to... At a point, Mklang and I went to a place, um, wanted, we introduced this coffee, and then those guys immediately were like, guys... Switch on the kettle and let's brew. I want to see what's happening right now. And then we're like, no, we need to, we need to grind the beans. It's like, no, 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 it's fine. We'll bring a stone and we grind it because they've got that perspective wow. from the olden days. Mm. So, yeah, so we've had a bit of challenges and, yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's a massive middle-class black, middle-class blacks in the country and, and that are very, very... Inquisitive. They they they're starting to explore quite a lot in terms, and you see it. You see it on social media. You see a lot of guys going to cafes. Um, they're on social media. They are on at events. We get to our events, and guys rock up to the stand, and they're just like, "Guys, what are you brewing? I'm mm-hmm. interested." So that middle class hasn't been captured yet. That middle class feels out, <clears throat> sort of, if I can put it that way, at your normal regular cafe. But yet they don't feel that the re coffee is kind of their vibe. So mm. they 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 want something with a bit more flavor and a bit more challenging towards them, and something that they can look up to and like they can look forward to in the morning. And that's something that we provide. It has been challenging. Yes, we are going into industry, but no one said it was going to be easy. Mm. We wouldn't want if 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 it was easy, everyone would be doing it. It's very challenging, but also we've gotten a lot of help, a lot of. A lot of mentoring, a lot of guys putting up their hands and going, guys, we see oh, what yeah. you're doing. We want to help you. How can we play a role? And that's going from green bean to milk to, to just resources. People who have resources have managed to come to the front and go, guys, we love what you're doing. We want to see what we can help. So, yes, there's been challenges, but there's been a lot more. Um, there's been a lot more receiving. And I'll put it out even... The Soweto events, we we're getting a lot of re- we're getting a lot of requests from those like guys wanting us there. I'm like, oh, okay, Sean, did you send an email? No, that's that's a total on request from mm. them. So that in saying that, it's been challenging, but there's been a lot more positive. Mm. Um, definitely mm. been mm. a lot more positive. That's interesting that that you say that because as as we're talking, I'm trying to think. Given your objectives, how do you get black people to buy your coffee? Like, in my mind, so when I go and buy coffee, I'm not thinking, is this coffee a company owned by black people or not? I mean, I just want nice coffee, right? Mm. So how how are you... I'm, I'm interested to know how you're actually getting to the group that you're trying to target. 
how are you guys doing the I suppose the marketing or the campaigning around that the faces we say a lot like having <laughs> having Shan there that was a bit arrogant well. the faces <laughs> no, so no, 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 no. <laughs> everyone wants our coffee oh my god <laughs> no, 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 no I'm teasing <laughs> Us being behind bar, and and there's something about it that even having Shan there, we we sort of like we've always had a policy that there'll always be a woman there, mm. um, solely because we don't want to be stigmas as the boys. And yeah, the name gets a bit of a conversation going. Habo Abafana, what are you guys doing? Mm. And us being there as as not just employees, but as guys who actually own the brand, we can market it in a much better way and when guys pitch up and ask what are you guys doing when we explain it they're like oh cut to coffee upper let me taste what you're talking about boy let me not just hear you say it um so yeah it's we we do market ourselves Mm. if you put it that way yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. So, I mean, just to just to shift gears a bit, um, Shannon, um, a, a, a big part of the question that that I'm I've been thinking about as well is just the issue of of sustainability, right? So we know that with the um, you know, with the coffee industry, there's questions about sustainability, environmental sustainability, and also then you know the behind the scenes of the of the industry where there there is a bit of exploitative activity happening just in terms of sourcing those goods. So, I mean. You know, from 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 you, Shan, I do want to know about how you how are you guys sourcing? I mean, without giving away too many trade secrets, but how are you guys? How are you sourcing? Um, you know, your beans. How are you making sure that you are actually sustainable in in the in the holistic sense of the word? Okay, so we we have recently started roasting beans, which is basically cutting out the middleman. So initially we were using a specific coffee shop that we did training with and they have amazing coffee. And so we use their coffee beans for a good couple of months and we still do use their coffee when, when requested. Um, but so we, we've gotten to the point where we get the beans in green. So you get it at a much better price and we roast it. And so now when we're starting to push wholesale, obviously we're making a lot more money now. Mm, that's good. So to it's a lot better. Yeah, it's a lot better doing it that way. And I mean, essentially, if we could get the green beans ourselves from your Kenya, your Ethiopia, your mm. Colombia, it would be even better. But I mean, mm. we don't have that type of resources at the moment to be able to do that because then you really cut out everyone yeah. and you go directly to the farmer. So mm-hmm. in that aspect, that's what we're doing. Yeah, with the beans and the roasting of it. Okay, cool, thanks. So, so on traceability, um, we do not buy a bean that's not traceable. Currently, right now, our green bean broker um, is pretty well known, and he he only deals with speciality coffee. So speciality coffee, let me put it this way, it's if it's scoring 80%, above 80% on the cupping score, um, it's regarded as speciality. It is paid, the farmers are paid more, because as you said, we are still living in a world where the, the person right at the bottom is getting below minimum wage. Mm. Some of them are even getting jacked out of their beans, to be honest. Mm. So in terms of that and our social responsibility towards that is we make sure we get traceable coffee. Wherever mm-hmm. we are, we, we do not roast it. If we cannot trace it back 
to a specific farm. We've got Google, uh, Google Earth nowadays. Um, you tell me you're getting it from Colombia. I can literally go on my internet and I can look up that specific farm, look it up, see where the farm is. Cor- um, make sure that, that what you're saying is mm. that. So we're very transparent about the type of coffee we have and mm. we could give literally we give quite a lot of information about it as well mm. tell me and so just in terms of i mean i don't know the the right terminology but um so when it comes to does that mean that your coffee would be considered fair trade coffee or not as yet like how does that no. where does that fall in so if i can answer this one um in terms of fair trade so stigma but anyway fair trade <laughs> is the bare minimum that that is paid for a specific product. Right. So it's right. a minimum wage for us. Yes, I'm sake. with you. Um, mm. We don't buy coffees that are regarded as only minimum wage. Right. What, where we buying coffees at speciality, it's paying more than minimum wage. Um, fair trade, though, however, is a good base to work from, mm. um, which which helps quite a lot of the the people that are being done in. Mm. But in terms of quality, we buy a coffee based on its quality and its traceability. We okay. will not buy it because just because it's fair trade. Just because it's fair it's, trade. Yeah, mm. we will not okay. do that. That's cool. So tell me, so what would you say differentiates the Boys Coffee Club's coffee <laughs> from others? What differentiates it? I mean, why do I want your coffee? Well, because, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> firstly, because um, it comes, um, we serve it with a smile. That's the first thing. <laughs> Just had to. Yes. Um, the brewing, the brewing of it. Um, we we are very detailed into the grinder. Um, there's a grinder. It's called um, there's a there's 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 fine, and there's coursing, mm-hmm. which is we play with the grinder because every, um, as the day goes by, the the coffee t- tastes differently. As the day goes by, because um, you have to play around with the grinder because the taste changes. So we play around with the grinder because we wanna, I would never serve you a cup that I will not drink. So that's the mm. difference between me and someone else. We're not, we're not, only, we're not only serving coffee because we want to make money. No, 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 no. It's about, it's about quality at the end of the day. Mm. We're selling quality. We want a client to stay with us. We want a loyal client. 